Good morning, everybody. We've got a lower trade in the grain markets here early on Friday. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures down 2.5 cents at 6.01 and a quarter. March soybeans down 6.5 cents at 13.81. March Chicago wheat down 9 cents at 7.37. March Kansas City wheat is down 12 and three quarters at 7.55 and three quarters. March spring wheat down 13 cents at 9.10 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. As always, uh, leave me a rating or review if you have not already. If you guys are watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like these videos, help me to grow the, grow this channel. My goal is to get up to 5,000 subscribers. I think we're at about 3,500. So hit that subscribe button if you are not already subscribed. If you'd like some additional info for me, guys, go to my website, standardgrain.com, click on Grain Marketing Plan, check out the subscription service. I send an email out to all my subscribers every single morning, which includes every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Um, it includes my text message service, uh, grain marketing recommendations, cash sales broken down by crop by crop year by percentage uh, you get my subscriber only videos and I talk about these every day but I do a new one every day uh, I did a subscriber only video yesterday regarding the Fed and the grain markets and it was called could the Fed kill the corn market and I talked very specifically about what the Fed is trying to do and how it could impact uh, the grain markets and uh, other markets as well so it was interesting stuff I had a lot of positive feedback from that so if you're interested in that sort of thing uh, certainly check that check out that subscription uh, deal here this weekend. We've got a significant heat wave headed for Argentina. Uh, the grain exchange there said this, a prolonged and intense heat wave will begin, which will affect most of the agricultural area. Rainfall will remain low to zero in most of the agricultural area. So you've got a widespread uh, area of Argentina that is going to see temperatures well above 100 degrees over the next five days. Um, a lot of that's going to be into to South Brazil and, and parts of South Paraguay as well. Uh, most of Brazil in, in general is going to be much cooler than normal actually over the next seven days, but uh, some significant heat accompanied by essentially no rainfall in Argentina. So that is problematic. Uh, the exchange in, in Argentina reduced their uh, crop ratings. They went from 40% or I'm sorry, 58% good to excellent last week down to 40% in corn this week. That's a big drop. Uh, a lot of those uh, same issues going on again in South Brazil, Paraguay. Um, all of those have had drought problems. And uh, a lot of that damage is irreversible at this point, uh, according to a lot of people kind of in the know. So we, we absolutely have some South American weather problems still. Now, if you go out into the extended forecast, um, this stuff looks bad for the next seven days. And then about January, say 17th or so, there is some rain expected to return uh, to parts of Argentina, Southern Brazil, Paraguay. Is it going to be enough? Are the forecasts reliable? Do the forecast shift over the weekend? I don't know. So near term here, the next seven to 10 days, you really don't have much. And then, you know, maybe 10 days from now, you see some rains return to these problem areas. But that's a big if, of course, and these forecasts are always subject to change. They could change over the weekend for all I know. Uh, we do have a USDA report next week, and traders expect modest decreases to USDA's projections for the South American corn and soybean crops. Um, the average trade guess for the Brazilian soybean crop ahead of the report is 141.6. USDA was 144 last month. So that's a modest reduction versus what some of the private groups are saying. Uh, the Argentina 
Uh, soybean crop, 48.1 expected versus 49.5. Brazil corn, 116.2 expected versus 118 last month. Argentina corn, 53.6 versus 54.5 last month. So we're looking for, uh, in the report specifically, in this USDA report, the trade very much expects USDA to, to not be so aggressive with their production cuts, whereas the private groups, as I sh- have shown you guys the last couple of days, have been much much more aggressive. Um, you know, Agro at 133.4 for Brazilian beans, Stonex Brazil at 134. Uh, USDA is probably not going to be that aggressive uh, with any potential production cut. We had our export sales report yesterday, and sales were absolutely terrible, absolute garbage across the board. Uh, net corn sales for the current marketing year, 256000 That was down 80% from the previous week, down 81% from the prior four-week average. Uh, soybean sales were a marketing year low, 383000 That was down 27% on the week, down 63% from the prior four-week average. Wheat sales were also a marketing year low at 49000 That was down 7 Seventy-six percent uh, versus the previous week, and down eighty-seven percent versus the prior four-week average. When you look at accumulated uh, sales for the current marketing year, corn sales are off seven percent versus last year. That's not a big problem. Soybean sales are off, I think, twenty-seven percent versus, uh, or no, I'm sorry, twenty-four uh, percent in soybean sales versus last year. That's a problem. Wheat sales are off. Um, uh, 24% also versus last year. So I think in regard to soybeans and wheat in particular, this export situation is problematic. I will say that uh, with this big sell-off in the wheat market, we're becoming a little bit more competitive globally, and uh, it would be a real nice thing and and, and much uh, very very much welcome if we were to see some additional export business uh, as a result of these lower wheat prices. We did sell some uh, soybeans to Mexico yesterday, not a big amount, 102,000. That's like 3.7 million bushels. Um, for this marketing year, which ends August 31st. That's a small sale. It's barely enough to hit the flash sale threshold. Nothing uh, exciting there. Crude oil market traded above $80 per barrel for the first time uh, since mid-November yesterday. So back in uh, like late November, early December, we had this big sell-off and and we had this panic associated with the new COVID variant. We didn't know what to make of it. And now the market has rallied basically all the way back and, and very close to its October highs. So you can expect uh, prices at the pump to rise. AAA quoted the national average gas price yesterday at 330 per gallon, up from 328 last week, 229 last year. You can expect those prices, uh, pretty much fuel prices across the board, to increase as a result of this. You know, those retail prices tend to lag uh, just slightly. There's some unrest or some concern regarding the situation. Uh, in Kazakhstan in particular, uh, one analyst said this, the upward jump in oil prices mostly reflects the market jitters as unrest escalates in Kazakhstan and political situation in Libya continues to deteriorate and sideline oil output. I don't know if that's the actual reason why we're rallying. Maybe it's just uh, they don't think this new COVID variant is the biggest deal in the world and and we see demand and, and general commodity inflation. But in any case, you've seen a, a pretty significant rally back in the crude oil market. This thing was down to, what, 62 bucks in early December and we're back uh, close to 80. That's a pretty big jump. Uh, the cattle market finished higher yesterday. Cash cattle was reported, I believe, 136 to 140 on Thursday, so kind of a wide range. The box beef market was up yesterday. The board was up just marginally in the fat cattle, a little bit better in the feeder cattle. Hogs were up yesterday as well. Uh, in the outside markets this morning, the U.S. dollar is just marginally lower. The S&P is up six. The Dow is up six. Uh, bonds up a little bit. Precious metals up just a little bit. Crude oil up 50 cents in the March WTI, 79.38. Have a great weekend, guys. I will talk to you on Monday.